Hello, everyone, and welcome to Toronto Rock Total Access. I'm Mike Hancock, pleased to be bringing you another podcast right before the Rock are back in action in Rock City on Saturday night against the Halifax Thunderbirds. Now, to kick things off, I want to jump right into this week's edition of Rock City Unplugged. Episode number two of the documentary dropped this week. Lots of great feedback. Rock City, we have to thank you for all your support. But you've got some work to do. Spread the word. We need to get this thing out in front of as many people as possible. This project that we have embarked on, Rock City Unplugged, it is awesome. And like I said, we want to get people watching this program. So make sure you spread the word. So Rock City, you have a job to do. This week, this weekend, before the game, tell somebody about Rock City Unplugged. Send them the link. Get them watching this program. It's worth the 25 minutes or so to watch episode two. Or, hey, now that there's two episodes out, you could watch them. Two episodes in a row. The first episode's about 15 or 16 minutes, and the second one's a bit longer. So it's great viewing, and it will all get you geared up for Saturday night's game when the Toronto Rock are back at home at First Ontario Centre against the Halifax Thunderbirds. It is a massive early season swing game in the standings, something that we are all looking forward to. So lots of work to do. And... As we bring those two thoughts together, if you have not seen the doc yet, episode two, you can actually watch it in the arena. We are going to be playing episode number two of Rock City Unplugged beginning roughly at 6 p.m. on Saturday night. So you'll be able to get to your seat in the arena on Saturday night around 6 o'clock and you will be able to watch episode number two of Rock City Unplugged. All right, it'll run and then basically... It's runtime. We'll take us right into formal warm-ups, and the boys will hit the floor. The music will be fired up, and everybody will be getting geared up for the big game against Halifax Thunderbirds at 7 o'clock. A reminder that Saturday night's game is a stream-only game, so you can watch it on TSN+. Plus. Of course, this week, TSN announcing that their Online streaming service essentially has been rebranded as TSN Plus, so formerly known as TSN.ca in the TSN app. You can now watch the NLL all season long on TSN Plus. All right. So this week's podcast, what do we have in store? Well, we have a great chat with Toronto Rock owner, president, and general manager Jamie Dowick coming up. So let's get right to it. Welcome back to Toronto Rock Total Access. I am Mike Hancock, and I'm now pleased to be joined with the owner, president, and general manager of the Toronto Rock, Jamie Dowick. Jamie, how are you doing? I'm good, Mike. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Obviously, a great start to the new year for the club after a couple of losses and way too much time to think about it. But uh, the team got back on the winning track this past Saturday night in New York, defeating the Riptide 15-7. It uh, was a game that I think showed some characteristics of a couple of losses. Uh, early on in that game against New York with a slow start. Uh, so why don't we start right there? Were there any little alarm bells going off in your head saying, I think I may have seen this before? Well, I mean, as opposed to with referring to the start of the game, I mean, yeah. you know, we came out actually um, 
I like the way we came out. I thought we had a lot of chances. Um, Orleman made a, a lot of saves, and we probably could have finished a little bit better to start there. But I, I thought we ha had a lot more chances than they did in the first quarter. And, um, you know, a couple offensive uh, turnovers that went the other way and ended up in our net, accounting for two of them. And, and I thought, you know, I thought the defense played pretty well in the first quarter. So, you know, yeah, it was a little disappointing being down 3-1 at um, – at that point, but you know, I think it was just you know, a sixty-minute game. Trust in the process, and I think we just continued to feed off of off of the first quarter. Things just started, you know, to fall and go our way from there. So then, I I have to ask you a question. This question is which which team is the real Toronto Rock right now? You know, we've seen two pretty dominating wins and two pretty close losses that were almost mirror images in some ways with slow start, stuck in the game, but just couldn't come all the way back in both of the losses. Which team is the real Toronto Rock? Or I'm guessing maybe the answer is somewhere in between, obviously, but what what is the real Toronto Rock? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I've been asking myself that for the last <laughs> month or so. Um, listen, and, you know, Maddie addressed it before the game in New York on the weekend. It's... You know, we don't know what this team is yet because we haven't proven anything. Um, you're right. We've had two games that have, have been, you know, what I would call, uh, you know, pretty dominating performances on the on the floor and, and on the scoreboard. And then we've struggled mightily in the other two games. So, um, you know, we, we asked them last week, who, who, enough talking about, if we're good or this or that, not, nothing that we've done in the past means anything. It's it's this group and it's now and and yeah, I I like to believe that we're more of the team you saw on Saturday night than the team you saw against Buffalo and Rochester. Um, but time will tell, and 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 uh, I hope I'm right. And if I am, then you know we'll we'll be fine here. Now, uh, I wanted to talk about one individual who's had a, a really great start to this season that I feel like still hasn't been getting a lot of chatter is Nick Rose. I mean, you start to look at his goal, just purely his goals against, his save percentage. They're all, you know, right at the top here right now through four games. He's let in eight goals. He's let in seven. He's let in ten. He's let in, like, He's had an incredible start, really, over a four-game stretch defensively, really, when you look at the, the larger body of work. Like, the D and the goaltending have been probably, for the most part, right where you want it. Well, uh, I, you're, you're being a little nicer than I would be on both, right. both of those accounts. Okay. Um, we did give up eight and nine goals in the first half to Rochester and Buffalo in back-to-back -back games. And to me, um, you know, that's more... Yeah. Where I want to be at the end of the game, right? Not at halftime. And and um, while in both of those games, we didn't give up a lot in the second half, which which helps Rosie's stats, which helps the defense's stats and the goals against stat. Uh, the reality was in both those games, you know, like um, you know, we kind of shot ourselves in the foot in the first half, and and that was you know, and I'm not blaming Rosie or the defense. Yeah. I mean the offense too, but all all around, but. Um, you know, the overall stat, like Rosie was great the other night in New York. Um, he was really good in, in our first game. And, and 
you know, he he's had two good, really good second halves in those other games. But, you know, like yeah. I said, we, we'd fallen behind by big numbers. And listen, uh, there, there are comebacks in lacrosse and, you know, what, what's the goal? You know, we've seen crazy comebacks. They, hey, they can happen. Four goals, five goals, halftime. That can happen. Generally doesn't happen to good teams. Like when you're playing mm-hmm. good teams, they don't, you know, they, they don't go go through those lulls and whatever. They're a good team for a reason and and they keep their foot down. And, and so, um, you know, it's been an up and down start. Um, you know, last game was good. <laughs> uh looking around the league talking about uh you know this past weekend seemed like it was it was fairly predictable most of the results uh you know we're at uh, 15 teams now in this league what are your thoughts on the just the overall talent level i guess and and perhaps in some cases it's starting to look like maybe more than in other years there are some true haves and have nots and maybe less teams in the middle well uh- I don't know. I, listen, I mean, I don't know about that, at least as far as the Eastern Conference goes. And, and really, 16 of 18 games for us are in the Eastern Conference. But, you yeah. know, like everything's really based on that. So that, that and and I wouldn't say, you know, if, uh, you know, Buffalo is the best team and, and we'll put them there because they've represented us the last couple times in the finals. And I, I don't want to say who's the worst team, but, you know, record-wise right now, um, I think that's <laughs> Georgia or New York. Like, I, I, I think both of those teams are scary. And I know we beat New York pretty handily the other night, but, uh, you know, I expect a much different game next time we play them. That wasn't what I was expecting going into the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, they're a pretty scary team. Georgia, too. I mean, I'm going to have the best player in the world on their team. Like, I, they're always scary. And um, so I, I don't think, you know, in the West, a couple expansion teams over the last couple of years. Um, you know, so when, to me, when, you, when you're getting the top tier Western teams, um, you know, versus an expansion team of a year or two, I mean, they, they should be. You know, I, I still think it's it's not unreasonable for them to be beating them. So I don't think it's become predictable at all. I mean, yes, last week, I think Jumbo had 35 people go seven for seven. And, <laughs> and, 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 and four have the tiebreaker, right, yeah. like in their league. It was, it was a, you know, home teams, you know, teams with better records. You know, there weren't a lot of, uh, let's call them really tough whatever, but that's a week-to-week thing. I haven't looked at this week's full schedule, but, um, you know, I know Colorado and Sask are playing tonight. Like, there's a game. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's uh, it's a week-to-week thing. Just, you know, the week you think you've got it figured out, it'll probably be flip-turned upside down. There were some changes this week in the NLL. Surprise it out. And I'm talking like, you know, there were some trades, some uh, management moves. Like, we're, you know, most teams three, four games into the season. There was a break for a lot of teams. Teams played one game and then boom, suddenly it was like this. It, it was like almost one thing triggered everything else. It was like, yeah, you know what? There were, some teams have made some changes right away here. 
we're gonna do the same. It was a little bit, we- little bit of a weird week. Yeah, it was a we- it was a weird week. I mean that, um, you know, you don't expect GMs to really be. I'm not saying right, wrong, move, whatever, but I mean you just don't generally expect uh, GMs to be getting fired. You know, three, four games into a season, um, in, in, a, in a season the length of ours. Um, you know, trade and then a couple trades, I guess. Um, you know, that happens in this league, man, guys. But, you know, and uh, I'm not saying they're overreacting, but, you know, in this situation, but, you know, this is a react league. And, and then it's also a trigger league. When someone does something, someone says, oh, yeah, I got to clearly, do, I got I to do something too. And I'm not saying those, you know, yeah. those, those, both those moves might have been in the, you know, as, as far as the GMs go. You know, those might have been one that works for a long time. We, you and I don't know that. Yeah. Like, just like people don't really know what goes on behind the scenes here, right? So, you know, you don't know about that. But trades for sure. Like, if a team makes a trade, there's always another one coming. Like, <laughs> someone's like, oh, it's trade. You get all fired up and and whatever. So, yeah, it was, uh, it, it was definitely uh, an interesting week timing-wise and all, all that but do stuff. You notice that, do you notice as a GM that conversations suddenly spark up? Oh, it's yeah. Like, absolutely. Oh, maybe, you know, hey, you know what? I haven't talked to this guy in a while. Maybe he wants to make yeah. a trade. Maybe, like. Some new blood here, you know? <laughs> like, I'm sure Rich Lisk's phone's going crazy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, and, and probably Troy in Vancouver right yeah. now. I, who knows? Like, uh, so, yeah, it's it's got everyone kind of, um, you know, I'm hearing lots of rumblings and, and this and that. So it's entertaining. Now, when you say you're hearing lots of rumblings, <laughs> does that mean there could be, and I'm not talking Toronto Rock specific. So if you're hearing rumblings, then I guess maybe it's outside of here, obviously, but you think there's going to be like are you no i don't know i'm not activity here no, in the next I, couple weeks no i just think there's been a lot of talk there might be another move or two coming here i, I don't yeah. you know i don't know of anything especially like anything expecting anything yeah. significant or whatever but i mean um because you know, that's what like, I was yeah, kinda... you have someone you know yeah. rich might have a, a different opinion on you know quickly Things change, right? Rich could have a different opinion on a lot of things than Jimmy did, and he might be looking to do some stuff. Um, you know, what's going on in Vancouver? Who's making, you know, those kind of decisions? And, and are they, you know, looking to do some stuff now? Or are they going to wait till the off season? Like, there's just, but it just stirs chatter. It had been quiet over the break, and, and, and you know, everyone's pretty excited about their their team we're only two three weeks in here uh but this is where i was trying to get to with maybe it, i guess in my mind but not obviously we're disagreeing with that i i thought there might be less parity in the league this year but um I, i'm wondering if that is going to you know well, my ask, theory anyways you, is going to lead to more it's more transactions where we've seen a couple of teams literally you know part ways in one way or another with general managers who set the direction for a team bring players in it's like Okay, you're bringing these guys in this early in the season. To me, you think maybe that's going to trigger a change in direction. How do you do that with some trades and some moves and stuff like that? So that's why I think, or if teams feel already, they're like, we don't have it this year. We need to change course, whatever. Are there going to be more deals in the next few weeks here where teams are like, are we trying to salvage? Are we now being like, 
we don't have it this year. We're building for next year already. We know like the math's uh, almost it's a lot not more complicated out. than that. Like, you know, it's, <laughs> it's how are the, you know, you got to change your direction. And I don't think you want to, uh, you know, you can't, one thing you can't do in this league is you can't try and overhaul your roster in, in a hurry. I mean, your, your team is your team. Like when you go into a season and pick your team, regular roster and your practice roster. I mean, those are, yeah. for the most part, you're, those riding. Are, you're riding die with those guys. Like, yeah, you yeah. can make a trade here or there, but you can't shake up your entire team. And, you know, I mean, and back to the whole, you know, you say that that's that those things need to be done. I mean, I think the teams, teams need to figure out what their direction is, what their plan is and stuff before you can just start, you know, making moves and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Rich has been with New York for a while. I'm sure he's been involved in all that stuff. He's been a GM in our league before. Um, you know, he, they might be, you know, if it's his opinion that they need to make a few deals. I mean, they've already made one. Um, I'm, I'm sure he'll do it. Won't be shy to, like I said, back to Vancouver. I I don't really, you know, they got to figure out, you know, what's next, who, 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 who's, the general manager and, and, and go from there. But I, I don't know if that's something they need to do today or if that's something they'll look to, you know, address in the off season. I, I, I'm not in, in the loop on that. So with more teams in the league now, you got a trade deadline that's about two months away here. You've got a couple of extra bullets in the chamber here with a couple of draft picks that were acquired in the off season. Does any of that have you approach the trade deadline any differently this year, given, you know, how tight the Eastern Conference is, how maybe one player could could make a difference when things are so close amongst the top teams in the East? Does it have you approaching the trade deadline any differently this year with with some different assets in play? No, it doesn't have me approaching it any differently. Um, you know, I guess at the end of the day, it. it changes some things in the sense that I do have some assets to play with, but, um, you know, that, that, that's a long ways away. And, and, you know, we want to make sure we're in the position we want to be at that time. And, and, uh, you know, we, we were core, you know, four games into this season. Um, you know, I like this group. I believe in this group. Um, we haven't been great. I think we've shown that we can be really good at times. And, you know, I, th- I think there's potential. I, I, I would, you know, now in two months from now at the trade deadline, if I have an opportunity, you know, to get a guy that we believe is going to, you know, push us over the top, maybe be the difference between finishing runner up or winning, then, you know, you know, me, we'll do that. But, um, you know, all those, those, those assets are in the bank and, you know, yes, it's nice to have them there, and and if if I need them, they're there. Um, you know, the full intention right now is, you know, those are just kind of there, and I, I don't even really think about them from my standpoint. Um, I'll think about them when the, when they're going to come to fruition and and help this franchise out. So, um, you know, I I don't it doesn't change anything in the way I operate. It's it, it's nice to have them and. I'd like that. You know, my intention right now is to just wait. 
Big game coming up this Saturday night. Halifax Thunderbirds come in uh, boasting a very good offense, uh, high-powered, lots of weapons. Uh, you know, when the Rock and the Thunderbirds play over the last couple of years, the games have been awesome. And, of course, the Rock uh, put the Thunderbirds out of the playoffs last spring. They're going to come in here looking for some payback. They're coming in uh, after uh, Will have played a game the night before. Uh, thoughts on this game, this matchup, and, you know, Getting a chance to play, uh, it's just going to be a fun atmosphere yeah. at First Ontario Centre on Saturday night. It's a big game. The crowd's going to be big. It's uh, It should be a great night. Always is. I mean, um, Kurt's always got a great team, and they're always fighting for the top record and first place in the division, and they're always a tough out. And um, You know, kind of like our games with Buffalo, they're no, they're no different. They're always heated, and, and they're always – quite entertaining and you know i know they got to play friday night and and at home and travel and to play us and um you know who knows what impact that has on the game sometimes it's it's been for the good sometimes it's been for the bad in our experience um but they'll they listen they'll come in they're gonna be i expect nothing but a but a battle and and you know we're more and we're more focused on us and, and what we got to do. Um, but, yeah, their offense has been real scary this year. Randy's been, uh, um, you know, Randy and Benny, I guess, are the new guys in there, and, and they've both been real good. And, uh, the, uh, you know, no surprise, we're familiar with those guys. You know, Randy's been great in this league for, well, both of them, for a long time. So uh, they they bring it. They bring it. It'll be tough. Um, it's a big game. And uh, we lost last time out at home to Buffalo. I like to win at home, and I know the boys do. And and we want to kind of continue to build on what we started last week in in 2023. Okay. Lastly, before we let you go, NFL playoffs starting this weekend. (laughs) Super Bowl pick. You sound so disappointed when you said, okay. I was like, where's he going? It's like, like, okay, one more. (laughs) Super Bowl pick. Yeah. Let's hear it. Okay, um, well, plain and simple, my Super Bowl, I'm taking the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. I, I'm taking the Bills. I really, really, really hope they win. Um, I was cheering for them long before the madness of the last couple of weeks happened. Um, I think half the country at least probably cheering for them now. It's, they're just a great team. They've, put a, they've done a great job there. I used to be the anti-Bills guy. Yeah. Um, Jakey's a big Bills fan in my family and Kath kind of jumped ship from the Broncos to the Bills <laughs> here in the last few years. Um, but now I'd love to love to see them win. It would be one unbelievable story and, and they're very well deserving. It's not going to be easy because you're probably going to have to beat the Bengals and the Chiefs along the way. But uh, I'm going to take Buffalo in the AFC and, and take them to win it. And I, I think they're going to play the Niners. I think the Niners are. Uh, I know they got a rookie quarterback and all that, but they got a great running game and they got an unbelievable defense. Um, I I think they're the team to beat in the NFC. So Buffalo, San Fran, that'd be pretty wild. Yeah, I mean, when you think San Fran makes the big trade this year to get McCaffrey, and then also runs through, <laughs> they're down to. What, I guess Purdy would be their third-string quarterback yeah. entering the season and what, the last pick in the draft, all that stuff? Like, 
Well, two been, two it, pretty crazy stories. Like two, yeah. if it were the Niners and the Bills, two uh, interesting stories, both for very different reasons. But yeah. Yeah, no, it would be good. The Niners have been great. I mean, yeah, to think a team, you know, and it talks about the system and Shanahan. Yeah. But, but listen, they do have a great running game. They do have a great defense. Um, and and then give Brock Purdy some credit, man. I mean, he's been he's been great. He he's been really good. Like yeah. for for a rookie, he's played really well. And and yeah, okay, he was a six round pick and whatever, but. And I'm not saying he's Tom Brady, but so is Tom Brady, you know. So mm-hmm. y- you'd think, oh, this guy has no chance. Or, you know, the funny, the, the more interesting thing down the road will be, well, what if they do go on a run here and go to the Super Bowl or deep or win it? Um, you know, he was drafted in the same, is that tra- they Trey got Lance? Trey Lance? Yeah, what guy. are they doing like, with him next year? Who is they it- traded up for and. Probably pay, you got to think if they win, Pert, it's it, 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 got to be listen, Purdy's job. I, I would just it'll be interesting because like the kid's Gotta done be. everything you've yeah. asked of him. Like you know, he looked a lot better than Trey Lance did when he yeah. was in there. So uh, you know, it, it, playoffs should be interesting for sure. Yeah. All right. It's good. It's good, eh? Yeah. I like I I mean personally, yes. I would like the the Bills to win to. For the storyline and everything, and for that fan base, obviously, I was Bills fan bigger back in the uh, back to back to back to back Super Bowl loss era back uh, in my youth, I guess. So I mean, uh, yeah, that yeah, wedding like, should be unbelievable. For, yeah, I got a buddy like that. A, but like, I, but there was a long period where I was just not interested in the NFL. Yeah. See, I've got good, one of my good, good buddies. Uh, going back to that the the super bowl losses and he's been diehard ever since then through all those the 20 years of misery and the only thing i go back year, to right now in the so nfl that, like, you know it'd be nice to see him win for all the for all those bills fans that have yeah stuck with them through thick and thin like the bills mafia is uh it's a pretty special yeah. group man. <laughs> it's it's crazy it's, it's everything yes. it's it's just uh it's it's pretty cool but do you think Patrick like do you think Patrick Mahomes ever sits there and kind of goes like I'm I'm probably the best out of all these guys? Probably is. Well, I I take Josh Allen over Patrick. See, Mahomes. that's I don't know. I feel like he gets no respect. And like, oh no, he, Patrick he, Mahomes I, I is great. Like he just may go in here and walk just win the thing. I'm like he, he's, he's he's got a, potential to to do that. I think, and I feel like great. he really flies and like. Joe Burrow's comments. Was he's great. Is, uh, what's your window to win? He's like, as long as I'm here, my window's open or something like that. Listen, like, not if, many guys have that. Sweater. Like the quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Like it's, and then you got Trevor Lawrence. Anyways, it's those three guys cool. right there, and and Mahomes, Allen, and Burrow. Yeah, are all capable of anything, and they all yeah. do it in a little bit different way, but. You know, so it's not that I don't give Mahomes respect. I just said, uh, if, you, if you gave me a choice. I you specifically. <laughs> if, you gave, if you asked me I, I to pick one, I'm general. saying Josh Allen. Like, yeah. I'd rather have okay. Josh Allen than, than Pat Mahomes. But they're both unbelievable. I'd have a tough time. I feel like until Allen wins. I feel like I have a it's tough a, time listen, making that ultimate, choice. But. Ultimate team game, man. And, and you just said Mahomes can win it on his own. No, he can't defense special ah. it, it, this is not golf or 
Tennessee. I, I, yeah, like, <laughs> yes, I understand. You know, you can be the best. You can be the best player in the world, but yeah, that doesn't mean in a game like football, lacrosse, uh, that you're going to win. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying in the the team aspect of it. I guess I feel a little bit with all things being relatively equal. It's like, I I just still feel like I go with Mahomes, but. All right, we're going to end this all on right, that yeah, note. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> okay, all right, Jamie. Well, it was nice chatting, and uh, we will definitely do this again. And best of luck on Saturday night against the Halifax Thunderbirds. Thanks, Mike. All right, that was Toronto Rock owner, president, and general manager Jamie Dowick. We'll be back in a moment with more Toronto Rock Total Access. We are back to wrap up this week's podcast right now and I have to thank Jamie Dowick for stopping by and sharing his thoughts on not just the lacrosse world, but we also got in a little NFL talk there a couple of minutes ago to wrap things up. So always a pleasure catching up with Jamie and getting his thoughts on the sports world outside of just the sport of lacrosse for which he is, of course, heavily involved. Saturday night, the Toronto Rock and the Halifax Thunderbirds, a very big East Conference matchup at First Ontario Centre in Hamilton. Limited tickets remain in the lower bowl as we are recording this. So some singles, some pairs, a few sets of three, not a lot of selection right now in the lower bowl. However, by the time you're hearing this, you are probably going to realize that if you have been on Ticketmaster.ca and looking for tickets, that there are a select number of seats available now in the upper bowl to meet the demand of basically the quantity of tickets that are uh, available in the lower bowl that doesn't quite meet everybody's needs in terms of being able to sit together with essentially a group of four plus people. So... You can get tickets in the Upper Bowl. Now, it's all available on Ticketmaster.ca. So that will about wrap up this edition of Toronto Rock Total Access. Your reminders, your homework, make sure you tell somebody about Rock City Unplugged Episode 2. If you haven't seen either episode, start with Episode 1 and then watch Episode 2. Some great viewing if you're a lacrosse fan. Some great storytelling. Again, tip of the cap to the Ward 1 Studios folks and everything that they've done to put this uh, project together for us. So um, it's worth the watch, folks. Tell a friend. And then make sure you get yourself to First Ontario Centre on Saturday night to watch the Toronto Rock and the Halifax Thunderbirds. It will be NLL lacrosse on display at its finest. Two teams that are battling for positioning early on in the season here in the Eastern Conference. The Thunderbirds will be coming into the game off of a home game actually the night before so this team's going to be traveling on saturday morning back here to ontario and uh getting ready to take on the rock at first ontario center seven o'clock again the game will be a stream only game on tsm plus so that's how you'll be able to watch it if you're not able to make it down to the rink in hamilton so in the meantime and in between time i'm mike hancock saying we will chat next week